looking forward now to the Women's World Cup coming up. Just mentioned it. Team USA is the favorite uh, to win it, followed by England, who's plus 300. Spain, 6-1. to one. Germany, 6-1 to one as well. Let, let's just look at this, team, this roster as a whole. They just announced the roster. You've got vets, and you've got a lot of youth in there, sort of a youth movement going on as well. Is that something that you look at and say that that's, that's a positive, or is that something that may take a little bit of time for them to kind of I don't even want to say figure things out, but maybe there are maybe a little bit of just some kinks early with some of the, the younger players mixed in with the veterans on this roster. Well, I think you've got uh, 14 players that are going to the World Cup for the first time on the women's side, right? That That's kind of a lot, right? When you look at teams, especially a team like this who's been in World Cups, um, who's won the last two, who's been in the last three finals, um, oftentimes you don't see that much of a, a turnover. Now, there are some injuries, and the big one is Becky Sauerbrunn, who's the captain, who didn't make the cut for the World Cup because of uh, the foot injury. But I like the young players that they have. I cover the NWSL. I call games on a weekly basis. They've got an 18-year-old in Alyssa Thompson that could become a superstar. Trinity Rodman, I said in our last broadcast this weekend that I, I think we've kind of – seen a superstar grow up in front of our eyes and and now it's time for her at the world stage to kind of show everybody you know what she what she can really do um as you mentioned they're the favorite there's no secret that they're the favorite there's some good teams in this tournament i think brazil will be a a very good side we've got a bunch of brazilian players that play here in the nwsl um the netherlands the u.s because i believe it's their second game um of the group stage this is the, the the rematch of the final in 2019 so there's so much to look forward to, um, and, and but for me and, and anyone who's ever listened to me over the years, whether it's been on the men's side or whether it's been on the on the uh, women's side, um, I, I love watching youth players come through. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I just love. Mm-hmm. I, I was 21 when I played in my first World Cup, you know, and it kind of it changes your life. It, it, it you, you see players and personalities grow up in front of your in front of your eyes and and I think it's just such a neat thing and to be able to do it at the world stage by the way with the number one team in the world right this is the number one team in the world you know these players are talented yeah and you're obviously well versed in the national team selection politics uh can you break down like the selection (laughs) decisions uh for this team like do you think this is the best possible roster that they could put together? Is there anybody that got left off that you wish was on the team? Um, well, first, let's start with the injuries, right, with Kat Macario, who recently, um, you know, she didn't recover from her injury. We talked about Becky Sauerbrunn. Um, You've got Mal Swanson, right, um, who got hurt at the beginning of the year. Um, I believe in the Ireland friendly uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. didn't make the cut. So you've got some – for Vladko, you've got some sort of forced decisions, right? And, and these are – they're laid at, the, at your lap. And every manager's got to deal with that. And it doesn't matter if it's this sport or it's another sport. The best thing about it is this team is really deep. The one concern I do have is that we don't have a true striker. And Ashley Hatch from uh, the Washington Spirit was someone that we've seen score goals. I think she's got eight or nine goals in all competitions right now in the NWSL. She didn't make the cut. And I think that was a little bit of a surprise. Now, there were some question marks at the beginning of the year, even with big names. Megan Rapino was the name that everyone said, well, are we going to go to another World Cup with Megan Rapino?" Now, if you've watched her play over the last month, she has been nothing short of outstanding in the league. I mean, she has been at her best. There were some question marks in the beginning. Um, so... I think, guys, with with any roster, right, there's always going to be a decision. 
we talk about, like, you know, for years we talked about the final 64, right, in March Madness. So there was so much argument that we had to add, like, play-in games. Uh, I, I'm a big College World Series guy, you know. We picked 64 teams there, and no one's ever happy, right? Like, there's always a, a 65th and a 67th. Well, with a roster, there's always a 24th and a 25th and a 20th. You know what I mean? So the cutoff is somewhere. I think we have to – because the success the U.S. women's national team has had over the years, I think we kind of we kind of have to trust the people that are doing it day in and day out. And Vlad Landonovsky, more than anyone, has got a grip of this team. Um, it's no easy task, by the way, coaching the best team in the world, right? Because that comes with inherent sort of expectations on your side that you have to win. But, hell, this is the position they put themselves in. They're, they're talented enough to win this thing, and – we we as American you know soccer fans believe that they will. What is it about the program and just the development of the young talent that's made them so successful for so long? Well, unlike maybe the the men's side, because because of how things are done around the world in world football, our college system is so important. Along with making our women's national team um, so successful over the over the years. We've probably made Ireland more successful, Brazil more successful, Spain more successful. You know, by players coming here and playing Canada for sure, um, by playing in our system. And it's a little bit different. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think we've we've always been ahead of the curve on the women's side. Uh, and, you know, we, we're, by the way, we're ahead of the curve in women's sports in the U.S. As much as we sit and complain that the – the fact that we we as as a group on SiriusXM get to talk about the world game, we realize how far ahead our women's sports are. We certainly have a long way to go, right? But we are so far ahead of the curve. Uh, and we've, for years, I go back to that 99 team, uh, which was the, the team that I, for me, uh, that's still my favorite women's sports team, right? Brandy Chastain and Mia Hamm and Michelle Akerstall and Brianna Scurry and all those names that you know. Um, Christine Lilly, I, my favorite, all-time favorite player on the U.S. women's national team. They, they set a standard that countries aren't even close to. And you're talking about 1999. And I don't mean on the field. I mean what they did off the field. So, I mean, they, they've, this, this program – uh, the sport of women's soccer has been so far ahead of the game for so long, although teams are catching up. There's no doubt there's France, there's England, there's Canada, um, the Netherlands, who was in the final in 2019. There's teams that are catching up, but I still think um, there's no one. By the way, we're the only ones that have won it back-to-back. -back. We're looking to win our fifth, our third in the row, in a row. So we're still, we're still at the top of the heap until – you know, someone kind of knocks us off. Yeah. Who do you think, Tony, is going to come out and be, you know, this year's, like, Carly Lloyd, the fiery player that we're all talking about? I know that you mentioned there's some newcomers, but who do you think the one player is that we're going to come out and say, man, she really is a, a superstar? Oof, what a good question. Um, there's a couple, and of course we'll look at goal scorers first, right? Sophia Smith, who plays with the Portland Thorns, had a another hat trick this weekend. That was her second of the season. I think she's only the third or fourth uh, player ever to do that in the NWSL. 
Um, will we see Alyssa Thompson become a superstar, right? An 18-year-old getting her first chance, and this won't be her last. Um, Naomi Gurma, who is not going to get the sort of accolades because she's not a goal scorer. She's a center back. She's looked at as potentially the best center back in the world, and I believe she's 20 years old. I don't have it in front of me. She could be 21, but she's very young, and this is probably the first of maybe four World Cups. So when you talk about missing Becky Sauerbrunn, you have someone that will be in the lineup um, that people are thinking is shortly going to be recognized as the best center back in the world. So there are some really young players in this group. Of course, everyone knows Alex Morgan. Um Julie Ertz back with the side, um, you know, Crystal Dunn back with the side, Rapino, and, and Trinity Rodman's the other one. And I, and I really think that she, she can emerge as, as just an absolute superstar. Obviously, she's got, she's got a history behind her with <laughs> her name and all of that, but she, she, didn't, she hasn't made it because of that. She's made it because she is so talented. And her manager in, in Washington, Mark Parsons, said, he tells me, I, I don't know, I've done probably five games in the last eight weeks for the Washington Spirit. So I get to talk to him every week, and he tells me, oh, Tony, she's just scratching the surface, man. She she hasn't, she doesn't even know how good she is. She's one of those types of players. So this could be the, the true coming out party to the world for Trinity Rodman. When we look at matchups in this, what team – do you look at it and say that's the toughest matchup that Team USA has? Um, well, obviously in the group, it's the Netherlands, right? It should be the Netherlands right. and the U.S. coming out of the group. But France has been so good for so many years. Keep in mind that the two that I that I really like, France and Spain, from uh, the European contingent, along with the Netherlands and England, but two that, that have had some recent history with the U.S., those two federations have had so many problems. There was a protest with the Spanish national team. They didn't want to go back and play for the coach. There were issues, and, you know, your listeners, they can go look at all of those issues. And uh, France had the same thing for so long. Um, England just won the Euros in the past Euros, so they're they're an up-and-coming team, a, a team that can really give the U.S. fits. Um, out of South America, of course, Brazil, uh, they're the team. We've got five or six uh uh, women in the uh, in the NWSL. Caroline is is at North Carolina is on fire right now. We know about Marta. I, th- I think this is her sixth World Cup coming up. Um, Bruninha. I mean, when I, I I mean, fortunate to be part of three of World Cups, and I think like, man, that's a that's a, a life really well lived. And then I think of Marta, and I'm like, holy cow, six World Cups. This is mind boggling to me uh, when you really think about it, right? And I think she's 37 years old now. Um, so there, there's those I think are the names, the teams to look out for. Of course, Germany always very good, right? Always going to be solid. Sweden's always going to be very good, but I think that upper echelon is probably um, is probably England. It's probably France. Um, I'd throw Germany somewhere at the top. I'm trying to think off the top of my head now of all the groups, um, yeah, but those would be the ones that certainly uh, come to mind right away. For you, I'd love to get your experience just as we round things out in terms of like what it's like to play in a World Cup, uh, just experiencing another country, all of the fanfare, being a part of representing your country, all of that. I, I've never gotten to speak to uh, someone who's played on the World Cup out, outside of just like 
media availability? Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's the biggest sporting event in the world, right? It, it's, it's, um, I go back to that. So I was lucky. Look, you, my Italian heritage, right? I played my first World Cup in 1990 in Italy. <laughs> I can't imagine playing in any other, and especially at that time, as big as the Italian league was. The Italian league back in the 90s is what was what the Premier League is now. That's how big it was, right? It was the league to go to. Uh, my second World Cup was right here in the U.S. I can't imagine playing it anywhere else. I skipped 1998, didn't make that team, and then made the roster again in 2002. Uh, we played in Korea and Japan, which was a completely different experience where – Fans were doing then what they're going to do now. They're going to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think the, the U.S.'s second game is like 3 a.m. in the morning. So you're going to make a decision. You're either going to go to sleep and wake up early, or you're just going to keep drinking and you're going to watch that game and then go to sleep after the game, right? <laughs> so you've got a decision to make. Um, it's, I, But I, I go back to that 94. We lost in Brazil. It was July 4th in Pasadena. And... It's estimated that one out of every three people in the world watched that game, right? And when you think about that, you're like, well, the Super Bowl's really big. I'm a massive Yankee fan and MLB fan, so World Series is massive, and I, you know, we know what that all means and all. And I'm like, man, that's that just blows everything away. Like, it's mind-boggling to me that that's what the World Cup is, and we're hoping that the women get the same exposure. Um, they're so talented. Um, it's going to be a fun tournament. 32 teams for the first time, right? So it's it's kind of, you know, eight brackets. Top two will come out, and they'll go to a knockout phase, and really straightforward. Um, and it'll be interesting. Like any other tournament, doesn't matter if it's March Madness or whatever the NCAA tournament is. We're watching college baseball tonight. Um, you know, the new stars emerge from these things and and we just don't know who they're going to be yeah i i know this the uh the bars in dc are staying open 24 hours for these games so uh the, I I think a lot that. of people yeah. will follow your advice of just drinking right through <laughs> and just stay up the entire yeah. night i think that's the strategy big audience in dc too when it comes to the men's and women's world cup tony miola really appreciate the time it was great talking to you i wish we had you got had more time honestly thank yeah, you we'll great. do it again yeah it is Oh uh, yeah, it's I I can't wait. I do love the World Cup, Tristan. Men's, women's, like all of it. It's just because it's such a big event, and people, especially with Team USA being the favorite, like this just that's the one thing where like everybody all comes together on that. It makes it that much more fun. So I'm looking forward so to fun. it. And you know, Thanks. we got a we got a team that wins. It's better. It's BetMGM tonight.